Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Blakey's Booth Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the Cardiff City podcast from Wales Online. Well, Cardiff might have lost two games, but we're here to pick the bones out of that and look ahead to the promotion running. Uh, I'm here, Dominic Booth, with, of course, Nathan Blake and Paul Abandonato. How are we, chaps? Paul, you started smiling yet after Tuesday night's late goal from Grealish? It's been a hard couple of nights, Blakey. It's been a hard couple of nights. Oh, sorry, I was still in, I'm still in shock wondering how we lost that game last night. I was just... You know, going over it, contemplating <laughs> Well, there's plenty to uh, pick apart. We'll start with Wolves and Villa, then talk a little bit about what Neil Warnock might change going into the rest of the season. So ask Blakey some big questions, Blakey. Da, da, da. And then Norwich as a preview and a few predictions at the end. Let's start, let's go all the way back. First of all, briefly to Wolves. Yeah. And the two missed penalties and the controversy that followed. What did you... Make of that whole penalty confusion and and the feeling. That well, there's left, no confusion. They, they were penalties. I mean, the, the the fact that they missed them. Who who was going to take them? And well, I thought them? I thought. Listen, I I I, I feel for Gary Medine. He, it's a perfect opportunity if you, from a striker's perspective, it's a perfect opportunity for you to get your first goal and get off the mark for the club. So it's it's only good thoughts in his head. Okay. May have been a little nervous, may have been a little too early for him having just come off the bench. But the boy's got the heart to say, you know, yeah, I'll take it. Because what you usually find in that situation, there aren't a lot of volunteers. He's a centre forward. If you're a centre forward, doesn't want to take it. No, mate, listen, there's there's players there's players have been at World Cup's top class qualified player. You remember Gareth Southgate missing a penalty for England? You remember Chrissy Waddle? You remember Stuart Pearce? Ask those boys how many of the top players they were playing with actually wanted to go and take a penalty. So, trust me, there's, in that situation, that late on in the game of that importance, I credit the lad for stepping up to the mark. Were there others who, who may have been better placed to take it? Maybe, maybe not. But he's taken it and penalties are missed. It's as simple as that. You need to get over it and move on to the next game. What happens after? We get a second penalty. Almost unheard of in football, but that's why we love it, because these strange things occur from time to time. Junior, in my opinion, trying to be too precise with it. Because of the penalty miss that's just gone, because of the importance of it, what it will mean, I'm trying to find. I'm trying to put it in a place where the keeper has absolutely no chance of saving it, and we all know what happens. Misses it. So I credit both players, but at the same time, there are opportunities that 
weren't taken in a game that really and truly, in my opinion, I don't think they deserve to win. I don't even think they deserve the point out of it. So Wolves play very to get well. out of that game with a, a possible win or even a draw would have been a similar scenario to what they had experienced in their favour against Sheffield United. So it swings in roundabouts and you've got to take it on the chin when it comes your way. It's as simple as that. Did what happened at Wolves, Paul, have an impact on the game at Villa? Was confidence hit, do you think? Do you think Cardiff was... They wouldn't have still been dwelling on it, but they would have had in the back of their minds that this is an even more important game now that we've blown that against Wolves. Um, I, I don't know about that. I mean, it clearly was an even more important game because they'd lost the cushion that they could have had by, by beating Wolves or drawing Wolves even. Um, it was a better performance against Aston Villa. I think we can agree on that. Yeah, there was, very good performance. There was, yes. there was more control of the midfield because Gruwich was back in the team, um, in my view. So... You know, I think that they lost that control in the second half, mine. I thought they were overrun in the second Only half. Only for the late. first 15 minutes, I thought, in both halves. I can, I honestly watched the game. I watched it twice just to make sure. I actually fell asleep watching it the third time. But <laughs> I watched it up until about 3 o'clock this morning. And Aston Villa second half come out and were all over Cardiff, as they were first 10 minutes of the first half. But after that... No, I think I think you know I'm I'm not watching it through you know blue tinted glasses. I know a game when I see one. Cardiff deserved to to win that game. They had four. They had the two cleared off the line, which would have been OGs. Mendes Lang is so unlucky with the one that hits the post. You know they had the one he cuts inside as well and pings. If that rebounds to any of the Cardiff players. I know but they've, they've had they've had four or five good chances. Villa, you you give me had, give me give me four clear cut opportunities that Villa, Villa had. Villa had two one on ones right, which were which were you know Carbon and Hiran both. Yeah, had Cardiff had a but... really good chance with Zahor in the mm. second half, and mm. that you know fell to. I forgot second. about his that the was, double swinger when he swung the, and missed. That was in. the real chance, I think. Mm. Um, Lang's angle was tight, but he nearly scored. Um, the two that were nearly OGs I don't really classify those as chances that could have those balls could have bobbled anywhere to be honest with you. I thought it was yeah but a, they didn't they bobbled they were on I the know, line I, they were cleared thought, off the line I thought it was a pretty much even Stevens game I thought that their goal Neil Warnock afterwards was adamant like you that Cardiff should have won his I words, think they should have won I was sitting yeah. in the press conference and his words were I cannot believe we didn't win that game I cannot believe that their goalkeeper was not man of the match because Johnston pulled off a couple of blinders well saves. he was really it was only because of the fact um, that Grealish God, a screamer. But yeah, we can talk about the. Listen, it's the age-old thing, isn't it? Of you know, you've you've got to. I don't mind people missing chances, even at this pivotal stage of the season, because it's getting in those positions. It's a cliche, but it's true. But I do feel the last three games. You know, the fact is that Cardiff have not scored the last two, and they got an equaliser in the closing seconds at Sheffield United well they were never going to be able to continue that 8 match winning run were they it was always going to win what are you looking for that's what I would say is there a pattern here of there's got to be more creativity no there's a pattern if you believe there's a pattern if you talk yourself into believing there's a pattern there's a pattern but prior to these last three games there was a pattern of winning now that pattern of winning came in 1-0s 3-1s all sorts but it was winning the difference is now the derby game the momentum gets cut. You're hoping to pick up where you left off. 
it doesn't always happen and it hasn't happened in our case but you've got to be prepared to dig in you've got to be prepared mm-hmm. to fight no one's going to give it to you and they will and they will Blake yeah, that's the one thing you can guarantee about this team they will go to the bitter end their commitment at Villa Park and, and in the Wolves game when they I thought they were outclassed like you in that Wolves game mm. to be honest you're sticking the midfield but their commitment their know, commitment in both their commitment games is fantastic but immense you know, to the end do you, know what, do you know what's done for them in, especially in the Wolves game it was the rotation of the, 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 the Wolves squad right it was the rotation of how they play the game the is what, do, is what does for Cardiff yeah, also, they got done on that against Fulham they got done on that situation against Sheffield Wednesday yeah. I'd hope and I hope they have done some work and how to counter when wide men run across mm. in to take purposely take full backs I hope they've done some work in passing those men on because Villa are not as good, hence where their league position shows, as Wolves are at that. Hence why they could do it for 10, 15 minutes. First 10 minutes, they had Cardiff chasing shadows. Right? Once Cardiff got the grips with it and Villa weren't able to sustain that rotation because it's not what they do, it's not how they play. Yeah. Right? Cardiff came back into the game mm. in both in the first and second halves. And for me, if you said to me performance level, I don't think there's much you can complain about. Wolves, okay, you can dissect that and go over that. Villa, I no, I would I was like, well, if you're looking at the defeat from Wolves, you're expecting a depleted downward spike from Cardiff for the next game would be the normal reaction. But it was actually an upward. And that was the positive to take Absolutely. So you talk about positives and, and maybe the Villa result, the end game, caused obviously by Grealish's late late goal. That's caused more worry and anxiety than it maybe should have done, given Cardiff's performance. Put it this way. Look at the two games. Wolves didn't play so well. Villa, I thought they played very well. On both games, look what it's taken to, to, to 30, beat them. 30 yards oh, screamer listen, each time. Listen, Cardiff, listen, nobody is going to beat Cardiff in any other way than that, right? It's They are very, very hard to break down. They're incredibly disciplined. I do worry about the goal threat going forward that we've seen the last three games Nate. I think there was too much route one against Wolves but on a positive side there's a saying in the game isn't there about fine margins it sounds excuse making on the outside but there are fine margins here right Lang goes through hits the post it bounces out bounces out inch to the right Hoy- Hoylet Hoylet takes a penalty Hits the underside of the bar, bounces lower, down, it, doesn't do a jeff yeah, first, yeah, does, yeah, the yeah. Russian li- does the opposite of the Russian linesman. Mm-hmm. Um, Greedish hits a screamer of a shot, hits the post, instead of bouncing out. Two inches wider, it goes out. Well, less than that. Yeah. You know, instead of, you know, even half an inch, it would have hit the post and come out. Instead, it hits the post and goes and goes in. Zahor should have buried that second half chance. Mm-hmm. Um, Does it say a lot about the goalie? Did pull off some blinders. He pulled off. Were, he pulled off four. They were, I thought four very good yeah, saves. There were there were there were thin margins there where it could have been reversed. Does it say I don't. I, I don't agree more. with that. I I would say that Villa won the game that they didn't deserve to win. Yeah, I was going to say Wolves that. won a game that they deserved to win and that was on our home turf in front of our biggest crowd so I'm not one of these who sticks my head in the sand and pretends that's something because I'm a supporter and all that my job is to analyse the game as, as I see it and I would say performance level even though it wasn't it wasn't great against Wolves 
It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. Like I said, I don't think it's work. I don't think it's performance. I think it's opposition's rotation and how they play that causes a problem and will continue to cause us a problem if we don't work out how to deal with it. We can't just go man for man. We've got to learn to pass players on because the transition now in the game is too quick. Yeah, it's too quick. So your talk in your organisation, when you see things happen, you've got to be able to react almost instantly to it. So coming from the Wolves game and coming to the Villa game, like I said, mate, I'm still in a bit of shock that Cardiff didn't win that game. I, I really am. I thought clearly deserved, clearly deserved at least a point at that game and should have taken all three for me. And had they scored one, if one had gone in, if one of those ones are bouncing around the line go in, I can see Cardiff winning that game three or four one comfortably. Comfortably. I think on a plus side as well, Tom, I have to talk up the um the Cardiff fans here. Now they were for for the Wolves game, that atmosphere inside that stadium, the biggest crowd for a league game in Wales for forty two years. And there was an argument, rightly or wrongly, some people said, oh, when Cardiff sold out against Man City, people went to see Man City, right? You can argue that whichever way you want. But these people went, 27,000 plus, went to support Cardiff City on Friday night, mm-hmm. right? Which I thought was fantastic. There was about 2,500 of them at Villa Park, Dom. Right? Yeah, yeah, the noise. So. Now, now, this is a, there's a cacophony of noise inside this ground. The Villa fans, the place was jammed, the halt ends. The noise the Villa fans made when their team got on top in the closing minutes was, was you know, huge. But those 2,000 Cardiff fans opposite us, they outsang Villa for most of the game, didn't they? They were phenomenal, And yeah. that, that must give Warnock's players a lift in these really difficult times at the moment. And they are challenging times. They're tough. Um, Welcome I, to the real world of football, my friend. It was never going to be played. <laughs> Welcome to the real world. It? It, it never is. It never is. It, it, you know, it's rarely... You know, you might get to the point where, like, I speak of my experience in promotions. Blackburn Rovers, we finished second, right? Um, Bolton Rondras, we we finished first. Uh, Wolves, we went through the playoffs. Cardiff City, my promotion with Cardiff, it was we finished first. It it there's there's it, it's it's different in every occasion. There's no right way, no wrong way. But the Bolton era, I can honestly say. The last three or four games wasn't easy, but easier. Yeah, once we had established that we were going automat- automatically being promoted. Whereas the other the other promotions, you know, where there was a lot closer points tallies and things like that, and getting to the playoffs, and it, no one gives you it. No one, you haven't got divine right to be there. Your form will suffer. People do get nervous. People do make mistakes. People do miss penalties. You know, it's as simple as that. It's what it is. It's it's a test of your character and your belief in what you do and how good you really are as a personal, individual and as a team. And to me, and I ain't blowing smoke at them because that's not my game. I just don't do that. To me, the Villa performance left me feeling, right, what, five games to go? Got a game in hand? Win your games, you win automatic. Well, it's still important. It's to still in that, your hands. Like game in hand is for as there. long as it's in your hands, for me, there's no need to panic. And even when it's out of your hands, if you panic, you make stupid mistakes and you start thinking incorrectly, and your wires get crossed, and that's what leads to stupid indecision. And 
Some conceding stupid goals. You know, you can't say Wolves was a stupid goal conceding. You can't say last night was. So, are they there mentally? Are they where they need to be? I think so. It's just about now digging in and going and trying to grind out a one nil us in your next game. And trust me, I think they'd all take that pattern to the end of the season. All the fans would one nil, one nil. No, you wouldn't get many nil. complaints, would you? Right. What about Blakey? The fact that Fulham have gone on a 20 match unbeaten run winning 16 and it's taken till now for them to actually overtake Cardiff well you've got to give Fulham a lot of credit exactly 20 games unbeaten is is fantastic had that not happened Cardiff may not be cursing their luck at the moment no but you know that's what I'm saying no one's going to give it to you yeah Wolves uh, Fulham are coming you've known it for weeks yeah they're winning they're winning they're winning just like you were winning winning Every time, think every time Fulham would win, they would look at Cardiff's result and think, "Oh my God, they won again!" After four games, then five games, then six games, then seven games, then eight. So was, who's going to be the first nut to crack? Yeah. Now it's happened to be Cardiff, but now Cardiff have now got right. They've not got Fulham in their sights; they're above them. But we got the advantage because we got three points that we still yet to play for. Well, interesting. Neil Warnock saying after the Villa game, he. He and Cardiff are now the hunters, and Fulham are now the hunted. I'm not sure that's actually strictly true with the game in hand, but you know what he's getting at. Fulham will now be yeah. Now all the pressure's on them. Now the press turns and says, "Yeah, see, we told you, Fulham is never Cardiff." Blah 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 blah. Now can you hold your nerve? Because the pressure changes, circumstances have changed. Now you've achieved what you set out to do. Can you kick on and go on and win every game till the end of the season? And how will that affect Cardiff now? They've thrived under the underdogs tag for so long this season. They're sort of back. Well, no, they the are the underdogs. Yeah. <laughs> Simple as that. You know. Well, that eight-game winning run made us all think, well, they're the promotion favourites. But when you're when you're when you're winning and you're first or second or third in the league, you talked about as promotion candidates. It's no point saying, "Oh, we're second, but we're not favourites, so we're second, and you know we're going to go unseen and still fly under the radar." What yeah. was 35, 36 games gone. It doesn't happen. Now is the time we talk about league winners, second position and the playoff spots. And just incidentally, let me give not just Fulham, but Millwall. Fantastic run they've done. I've got to give them credit. Yeah, I have to lick a shot to them because, boy, what a run. What a run. And they're just taking on all comers. All comers. Well, Fulham have got to play Millwall in that running. They That's have. Be a game they've got to play Brentford up. and they've got to play Millwall. Two, two London, London derbies. So if they come through it, dab your hat and say fair play to you. But Cardiff going to a place in Norwich they haven't won at, I think, since 2007. So that'll be one that Warnock will look to. They're inconsistent at the moment. Very that doesn't worry me. They were fantastic against Villa, but they've had some really poor results yeah. as well. So they, well, they got beat last night, didn't they? Yeah, so I think Warnock will no, play. They, they drew a Sunderland. Oh, it was 1-1, wasn't it? Sorry. They drew a Sunderland? Yeah. But I think Warnock... I thought Sunderland did one 1-0. They no. scored late on, did they? Goal. I think it's Warnock and Cardiff will fancy it, though. OK, that's why. Yeah. They've done that on so many away trips this season, Cardiff. Look at Ipswich. Look at Brentford. There's been a reaction. Listen, don't matter where you're going. If you're going to, if your next three games were you had to go to Wolves, Derby, and Villa, it, it doesn't matter. You've got to go there. It's the course of the season. You have to play everyone home and away. So, regardless, if you're going to Burton and Sunderland, they're not going to be easy. Is it going? To, you know what I mean? Well, that's a good message. Those saying Fulham's running is that much easier than Cardiff. Yeah, I think sure. the reason why Norwich are inconsistent is same as Ipswich is because you sat in the middle of the table. You know you can't make the playoffs, and you know you're not going to get relegated. So you're in that 
that area where you just drift in between games. Some games you're up, some games you're down. Because you've got nothing really to play for. So So you're hoping you go there and you can just take all three points. You know, they're off the back of just scraping out of a a, a scraping a result against Sunderland. So a team as strong and as powerful and performing as well as Cardiff at the moment. I I don't know. Maybe because I played it. I, I just don't feel that nervousness. I just don't get that way. And if at the end of the day, worst case scenario, you drop into the playoffs, go and win it. Well, Been exactly. there, seen it, done it, got the t-shirt, go and win it. I'm sure Warnock will be very confident either way. Let's have a, a little less panic and we'll go into a bit more debate then uh, in part two. Can you just pass Paul that handkerchief so he can dab his brow? We're all good, we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to The Boot Room on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk. So, Warnock will need to change things for the game against Norwich this weekend. Why? Well, this is your topic, Paul. You suggested this. So, don't give me that. I swear you two are like a married you couple. Wrote this, you wrote this question down for me earlier today, Paul. Warnock needs to change things, in my opinion, against Norwich because uh, various no, things let's, in midfield. Let's define it. Is it your opinion or Paul's opinion? Well, it's important. We, we chatted about this on the way back from, no, well, from Villa last night. We, we said, said that change is, a lot, is inevitable. A lot, a lot of fans are saying, yeah, I don't think change is inevitable at all, but a lot of fans are asking the question. They want to see Pilkington brought in. There's questions Kadeem Harris, should he come in? Uh, right, questions, understand this, questions right, gentlemen. Bryson. We've been yeah. here before, right? Let me use the English as a as an example, as a parallel, right? They go out into the Euros, and they've got Harry Kane, the wonderful, the all-conquering Harry Kane. Harry Kane has a stinker. They start quickly looking for Daniel Sturridge, right? Marcus Rashford. What happens in football is when things don't go your way, you start to think the grass is greener. Let me bring, let me look for who's not playing. And because Pilkington is still fresh in the mind because his goal against Sheffield United, a great goal, fans are thinking that's the answer, right? The truth is there is no answer. The answer is you've got to go out there, regardless who's picked, whether Pilkington's brought in, whether Kadeem Harris is brought in. Whether Hoylet stays in, I thought Mendes Lang was fantastic last night. Absolutely. And I think he's on his way back. And I think he could be a key to Cardiff's success in the last five or six games. Whoever you're thinking, it doesn't solve the problem. What solves the problem is a win. To play devil's advocate though, Blake, and I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I pretty much agree with all of what you just said. But devil's advocate and what Cardiff fans are saying, some of them... yeah. Something needs to change. We're not scoring as many goals as we were. The midfield balance doesn't look quite right. These are the questions. We never that scored goals asking. all season. We haven't been a high-scoring team all season. It's not. It's not. It's gone a bit quiet. A horse, who's, not who's, a, who's the top scorer? Well, I'm Patterson. Play, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate. Yeah, that's. What, but I'm, I'm saying, look logically and then analytically break it down. Patterson's come in and he's now the top scorer. Absolutely, right? yeah. So that says all, and he's say, and he's not a natural midfielder. He's supposed to be a natural right back or a natural right winger. 
He's not supposed to be a goal-scoring number 10 midfielder. Right? That proves that Cardiff haven't done it the conventional so way. So they haven't done it where your two strikers or one striker's got 25 goals. It hasn't happened that way. What's been built on, it's been built on how you defend. How well you can defend. How many clean sheets can you keep? How can you keep the opposition to one goal at, at, at best and you go and score two? That's how they've done it this season. So the goals thing isn't... It, you're not going to find someone who's going to bang in six and six now. Well, how about this, Blakey? Two things that have happened in the last couple of games that appear from the outside to have maybe upset the balance of the side a bit. He's switched Peltier at right back instead of Bruno, mm-hmm. which is some some have agreed with and some haven't. I think mm-hmm. Peltier's done okay. And Gunnarsson's come back in, and him and Grujic don't seem to play as well together as one of them in that position. So I don't know if there are two issues that Warnock needs to address. I don't know. I I, I think I think I think a lot of emphasis and and almost pressure has been put on Gunnarsson's door and he will probably be feeling it himself because he will know I've come into a winning side and we've kind of stopped performing yeah yeah so are people going to be looking and thinking we're worse with you and the team it was similar to the Morrison situation that's the parallel I paint when he was out the team and everyone thought, oh my God, we lost four because of him. Yeah. Then when he's out, you win eight in a bounce or six or seven and everyone goes, doesn't mention it. So it what I'm saying is... The cause, though, it, no, it? it doesn't. It's, it's not. It's not. It doesn't work like that in football. I'm just saying that fans look for a reason why this has happened. Why did we lose to Villa? My, my honest opinion, missed chances. Yeah. Simple as that. Miss chance. Take your chances, you win the game. People say, ah, yeah, but at this point in the season, you've got to take your chances. Yeah, I agree. But if you don't, what you do? What kind of, you know, basically done all season? I'm sure Warnock Stop won't the opposition. panic. He won't make wholesale changes. No, I don't think it... You can't make wholesale changes. Not they've made the team, cha- They've made changes. So well Just remember, they've made changes within the team all season. So Peltier coming in for Manga... You know, if Bryson comes in for Damore or Damore comes in for Gruich or what, that's happened all season. It's no point now looking and going, oh, that's, you know, that tear shouldn't happen. Up or again, I tell yeah. you what, you know, bring him in because he's going to get us 10 goals. It's not going to happen. Stick with the formula. For the, the easiest and quickest thing to do is look for change. All right? But as they'll say to you, a boxer in a fight, 12 rounds. Five rounds in, everything's going to plan. Six round, he gets chinned, goes down. That's not part of the plan. He has to get up, recover, get back in the game, and 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 has to get back to the plan. The plan is going to suffer certain downward spikes throughout the season. And at the moment, come off a great, fantastic 8 or 9 game winning run. Yep, 8 games, yeah. And hit the buffer. Right, now, it's just a test of your character, gentlemen. you just got to get back up and say, right, just go and dig. Do not do not come out of Norwich without a win. Simple as that. Paul, what have you made of, of the Gunnarsson return? Probably by his own admission, hasn't gone to plan. With the yeah, I think he's played well, though. I'm, I'm getting, I I'm, think he can be better by his own standards. I thought I'm being asked this question. Go on. Sorry. No, no, sorry. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of flack on social media from Cardiff fans because I'm defending Gunnison. Um, 
You have to, but you have to stand by that. Well, it's the way it is. Look, the truth I'll probably is, get lots of the flack. Truth, the truth is, Blakey, right? Some of his work on the ball was pretty awful at Villa. He would be the first to admit that himself. He was carelessly giving away quite a lot of possession, slipshod passes, even slipshod headers. Um, you know, I get people saying to me, "Oh, well, him and him and Gruwich can't play together. There's no legs in that midfield." Dom feels that the balance is wrong because you've got those two with no legs and Patterson too far ahead of them. And I do feel you know, that. midfield hasn't hasn't had control the last couple of games. But I'm not convinced. Look, he's come back from a four-month injury. He hasn't suddenly become a bad player, right? Four months injury. It takes time to get up to match sharpness. Six games. He's had I always to, tell you, six he's, games. He's had to do it in the most intense situation imaginable against Ruben Neves and Jack Grealish, who are pretty much as good as you get at this level in midfield. Um, you know, Neves was flicking the ball over him. Grealish was going past him for fun or leaving him standing, going across the pitch. Um to me, that's somebody who is lacking match sharpness rather than ability or you know, maybe the legs come with the sharpness. Listen, oh, I, Can I bring in a comment I, at, this, I, at this point? Can I just finish this? I'd be a hypocrite myself, right? I said before the game, that's the team I want to see Cardiff pick. Listen, you can question. I'd have Manga instead of Peltier, but I'm quite relaxed about that because Peltier is a bit quicker. Yeah. Mm. Um, but that is pretty much the Cardiff team that I'd like to now see picked. It's the one to take the team forward. So I think I'd be a bit of a hypocrite if I say on the back of two defeats in two really tough games mm. that change should be made. I yeah. think that that group of players... That's how I call you nervous, Nick. That's I think that starting eleven deserves a chance against slightly lesser opposition. Mm. Well, um, Raymond Mateus on Twitter says, says to you, Paul... Uh, Gunnarsson should be benched. Bryson in. He was. He, he says Bryson was probably our best centre mid against Wolves. Uh, why was he dropped? And that, that's what I would go along with. That Cardiff need. If Cardiff going to play three players in there, they need a real balance. They need someone who's going to sit, which is either Gunnarsson or, or Gruwich, not both, in my opinion. Mm. You need a runner, which is either uh, Bryson or Rouse, and you need Patterson as the goal scorer. Yeah, but remember, remember, you went to Aston Villa. And you're it's playing the with two of the game. sitters. Yeah. So I understand that concept. Yeah, I understand that you've got a back four with two sitters in front of them. I understand that totally. I think what the... Okay. If I was a fly on the wall, I would think Neil Warnock is sat in his office after thinking, maybe I've put too much at, at Gunner's door. Maybe it's his as in Neil Warnock's mistake, as in thinking, I can chuck him straight in and he wants to play and he's going to play at the level where we need him to be. Yeah, He's not at a bad level. He's at where I think, he's probably ahead of where I think he should be for someone who's been off so long. But the magnitude of the two games he's come in for, huge. Might be off it slightly, not a lot, but slightly. Yes, I would say. But has he played well in those games? Yeah, he's done decent in both games. And I stand by my statement where I say it takes you six games to get the max fitness. That's what I think Neil Warnock might be thinking. Can't have done half six games. Maybe though, do they, right. The but the then you you roll the dice and take chances sometimes. And sometimes is those chances you take don't work out. Just as simple think, as that. Do you think there's a chance that Gunnison could be left left on the bench maybe for Saturday? There's a chance that about six players could be left on the bench Saturday. It's, that, that, that's you a know, player of his of his status in the team and a leader like him that would be Peltier could be left on the bench 
I don't think that'd be such a shock, though, given Manga's. Patterson could be left on the bench. Been the man in possession. Zahor could be left on the bench. I don't think Gunnison will be left on the bench. I think clearly he's seen as a warrior and a leader by Warnock, Mm. whatever people think. Yeah, I. He's a Warnock player through and through. Blakey, we were. Yeah, I agree with you completely. But what I'm saying is, this is now about Neil Warnock thinking. Neil Warnock's experience knows, right, a player needs five, six games to get up to speed. Did I play too, did I put too much pressure and emphasis on Gunnar and expectation of thinking because we're in a winning team, and this is what I'm trying to get inside the head of Neil Warnock, because we're a winning team, if I put him in now, he'll just float along with the winners. But what happened is you've come up against uh, against teams who have been able in Wolves' case, to counteract everything you've done and get on top of you. So is he now thinking, well, maybe I should have let Gunnar come 20 minutes, 30 minutes, another 30 minutes, and then maybe by the time we get the Norwich, thinking 90 minutes. But it doesn't matter now, does it? Because he's, he's now got the mileage from three games in the leg, so you might as well stick with him. Well... You say no. that you you say that, but still no, because it's still a conundrum for me. That's because it's going to take you another three games, in my opinion, to get up to match speed. Whereas you look at someone like Bryson, he's at match speed. So what do you do? Stick with Gunnison. Okay, but that's that's why we love it. It's mm. your opinion. Neil might think exactly the same. He might be thinking what I'm thinking. Think. Mm. I see the I see the Bryson argument, but you know Gunnison. I think Gunnison is best, which he's not at. I'm not right? looking at who's Gunnison the best player. Yeah, but I'm not looking at who's the, the best, best player. The I'm looking team. at I'm looking at who are my people who I know are on peak. So who would you pick, Gunnison or Bryson? <sighs> Blakey's thinking. I don't not. know. I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to really sit. I had another suggestion from someone. And it's not just sorry. It's not just my team. It's my opposition. Yeah. So I'm looking at it. I'm kind of like dissect everything. So I'm looking at who who's the midfield, who's be playing against. Are they keep ball? Are they possession based? Do they play a more direct? See, see is against. it going to be legs he needs, or is it going to be ball control and game control we need? Or there's so many different connotations to think of. That's what I'm saying. You you can't you need, get away with minimal work anymore. You need all those elements, don't you, from the midfield? Right. So if you're asking me. I'm going to have to sit and look at Norwich and how they play and this and that and this and that. I, it, it's See, too they're difficult. up against, you know, we talked about Nevis and Grealish. They're up against another, and, and David Brooks with Sheffield United, who, who was excellent. Mm-hmm. They're up against another really good one on Saturday. Madison, Money and Team of the Year. James, Madis- James Madison. Yeah, he did yeah. make Team of the Year. Mm-hmm. Um, excellent. Uh, top, top young talent. Top mm-hmm. young talent. So he is a good player. He fortunately, good player. he's not surrounded by as many good players as Grealish and Nevis are, so... You know, maybe they he's can a good player, a but one crunching tackle, <laughs> slow him <laughs> down a little. Tried, tried a few of those on Grealish, mind it didn't work. Anymore. Ah, he's <laughs> annoyingly good, though. Isn't he? <laughs> he's a good player, but he's so annoying. He reminds me of um, Joey Essex. He reminds the Cardiff fans of Joey Essex. He reminds me of um, a player I played with at Blackburn, Matt Janssen. Right, Yanni was left-footed though. Yeah. Great player, yeah. great, great player. So talented, Yanni. I actually think Yanni was probably better than him. 
better Grealish than Jack Grealish. Is, Grealish is a super player. But he is a very good player. Well, look, but what? he winds people up. He nitpicks. He's one of them, if he's on my team, I protect him with everything I've got. But if he's on the opposition, I'm going after him with everything I've got. Simple as that. I mean, look, why, you know, would... I've had somebody suggest to me today that Patson should drop into midfield, into a deeper midfield role, and Pilkinson should come in just behind Zahor. So there's more of an offensive nature to the side. But then you, do you lose what you get for your wingers? Carders have such a strong front three. So, you know, there, there is no res- there's there, no solution. No, but this is a beauty of football. Everyone has their own. Yeah, opinion. that's what Others we love. Think it. Joe Riles should come straight back in. Joe Riles is not fit, <coughs> so it's so. You know, <coughs> it's, it's, Sorry, Paul. Same thing. <laughs> Demore seems to have gone out of the picture. Um, I don't know. Does something need to change to make Cardiff a little bit more creative? Well, listen, let me just finish by saying what you have is a manager who has the experience and been here before many times. Yeah. Right? So if, if I'm going into war, right, who do I want? A pilot who's just come and passed and got his wings or someone who's been in there 30 years and fought several different wars and always comes home. I'll go with the latter. So he knows what he's doing. So listen, if it don't work, it's not going to be from want of trying or through lack of trying. It's going to be because you got done by a better team. Simple as that. Yeah. So to you two and to Cardiff fans in general, listen, just, just, Keep the faith. I know it's a cliche, but keep it. That's great. Great way to end uh, part two. Let's have a bit of Ask Blakey then after another break. You're listening to Blakey's Boot Room from Wales Online. Uh, One coming in from Gareth Pearce on a similar subject that we've just covered, Blakey. Mm. Uh, Hi, Gareth. He says, what does Pilkington have to do to get in front of Gary Medin in the pecking order? There's a bit of... uh, Bit of discussion over Medine and what he's really brought since coming in, and Pilkington obviously the flavour of the month at the moment with a lot of Cardiff fans. Okay, so you buy Medine to put pressure on Zahor. If Zahor doesn't step up, Medine goes in. What happens is Zahor steps up and up. So Medine is brought in as your record signing, but has to sit it out. So he's not in any sort of form. Yeah. And then when he does, he's come from being the main man to now having to be benched, yeah? And then he comes in, in 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there. I'm not making excuses for him, I'm not. I'm just trying to give you an insight on what it's like from a footballer's perspective. It's, 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 you could say Pilkington, you could say Medine, you could say Zahor. Listen, before we bought Medine, people saying Zahor should be out, right? So it's just on... You know, you that's that's the pressure of football. You gotta produce your, your consistency's gotta be up there, week in, week out, week in, week out. Do I think that's a solution? Possibly. Could it work? Possibly. Could it go wrong? Possibly. So that's what I'm saying. Kind of let the manager make those decisions on what he sees daily in training and how the mood is of the lads how the psychological state of the boys are, you know, all that taken into account. I'm sure, you know, I'm I, I I'm I'm not worried, I'm not I just don't 
I know this isn't uh, I know this isn't asked Dom, but I think what's happened with Medine is that you're right. Zahor did do so well as soon as Medine came in, mm. and then when Dean's had to come on, he's looked like a player who's second choice, which is what he is. Well, he's chasing, and uh, when you're coming uh, yeah, on, and you know you're having trying to, to chase right, him, he's having so what what he's doing, what he's guilty of, if anything, is trying too hard. hard. Jinx, don't speak to me. Spoken <laughs> to right because he wants to impress. That's why I'm like. Listen, you're going to get stick. He'll know that. If you miss a penalty, if he'd scored 40 goals for the club, he'd still get stick. Right? I heard people questioning Pep Guardiola last night, telling me, oh, you should this and well, that. And I'm like, really? Really? But you can't stop those people having those opinions. It's just the way of the world. It's just the way of football. But, you know, I don't know. Well, are we in a situation Do you know what works strangely in football? Fall a stick. Gary comes on and Norwich and gets the winner 87 minutes. Oh, we thought that then he gets the winner in the next game. Then he gets the winner in the next game and everyone's going, oh my days, give him the keys to the city. I'm just praying something like that happens for him. I, I really am. I hope the footballing gods are watching because just for his bravery, they give him the downturn that you missed the penalty. Now they're going to give him, say, three or four goals from now to the end of the season. I, 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 I'm willing that to happen. Well, just on the subject of subs and, and the impact that the fringe players can make, Stuart Holt on Twitter says, uh, what happened with our subs last night? Very unlike Warnock, but he dithered. Hoyle had a dreadful game and people should have replaced players earlier to try and make that think change. Jo- yeah, I mean, you were there. So do you think Hoyle was dreadful? I don't think Hoyle's been at his best. He was a little quiet, last but I don't think he was mate. bad. He's a little. I think he's been a bit quiet for a few games, Hoylet, but yeah. we can forgive him that. The I think. Season that I think. Had. I think Cardiff need Hoylet back at his sharpest for these last five games. Well, More how do we get? Parts. How do we get that happening? When you're at the end of the season, you're battered and bruised and been going at it for forty odd games, and you may be starting to feel a little lethargic and a bit of lactic in your legs. I know, but it's hard to get. I know, yeah, yeah. So but they do need if they're to get over the line, they need Hoylet firing these last. Do you know, what I games. think I go back to what I said earlier. I think so, Mendes is the yeah, key. They need, they need them both. They need them both, mm. and they need Zahor taking the chances. They need, they need all three of them firing. Yeah. Um, what I, and this is meant to be asked Blakey, not asked Dom and asked Abo, but what I would say about the subs, the last two matches is. To me, it's been evident the quality of the substitutes that both Wolves and Villa have been able to bring on, and they both helped turn the game. Oh, come on, we've got a decent set of subs no, ourselves. I'm just, I'm just, you know, but, but Cardiff haven't spent the money. No, come on, okay, okay. Now, spent, we, listen, yeah. now, we're in, now we're in danger of contradicting ourselves because what we said earlier on in the season, and especially after January, was. Look at our bench now. Oh, he's an argumentative. No, I'm just defending my. I'm just <laughs> defending my corner. I know what he's getting at him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I we what, looked. At, mean. We looked and said we're bringing on yeah. players like Pilkington. Yeah, but we're Blake bringing King. on. Wait there, Kadeem Harris. You got people like Ward who sat there. You got Demore sat there. You got Alford sat there. You got Connolly sat there. You got. You know, you've got a strong bench. I so accept that. I don't think I'm talking about the absolute quality. When Wolves can bring on Helder Costa and he makes a big difference. When Jonathan Kodja can, yeah, come but I'm saying to you, I'm saying make a big okay, difference. but I'm saying to you, what I would say about Helder Costa then, I, if okay, I throw this at you. Why are you coming on and not playing? Well, it's a 90 minute game, isn't it? You know. No, 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 you but know, you're sub, going for promotion. Subs, you're top of the league. Sub, you're top of the league going for promotion. Subs are there to because make I love Helder Costa. And I'm thinking to myself, why would you, with all that talent and being 
last year winning the talisman why would you be on the bench at this stage because they've got a squad littered with talent oh because he's they? not he's not prepared to fight strong enough for his place anyway the fact you don't know but he has come on he did make a big difference and Codger did the same at Villa Park they both made a significant difference Gilbert didn't come on at Sheffield United and made a huge difference yeah, but they made a difference in a way that Medine who's Cardiff's number one sub yeah, but neither of them. Able to do. Neither the, there's no number one sub. You well, sub. You know what I mean. he's, you, no, he's, he's the, the most one, expensive. He's the one who. But comes you on you you bring on players in order to try and win the game. Has there been a more important over the last three games? Then have there's been a more sub, more important substitution than Pilkington at Sheffield United? Well, they brought Medine on to try and rest the game back, haven't they? So he's seen as the big hope, if you like. Yeah, you know, played a part in the goal, particularly with the money that he that that costs. Oh, can I make a point that I might that may get laughed out of town? Are they yeah. Cardiff missing Lee Tomlin at all? That's <laughs> no disrespect to Lee, but where have you pulled that one from? Bit of mystery that you can bring off the bench. Uh, we were talking about a Helder Costa type, not type, but a bit of yeah, skill, a bit of yeah, X factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think about I, what he did against Reading, pulling that game back. Uh, think about what he's done for Forest, done quite well for them since going out there. Yeah, but it's, it's been a whole season. I, I'm, and if you said what we again, listen, this is just pluck, it, plucking it, at things it, out there. It, it is. It, it's clutching, really. That, that that would be clutching to me. You know, he, he's not here. He was here a good while, had a chance to make a huge impression, and didn't. But a player like Jamie Ward coming off the bench fills me with a lot less excitement than someone like Tomlin. And if you look back at that swap yeah. deal. I don't think I don't think that was a bizarre. Did you get more excitement when Medine come off the bench or Pilkington? Well, probably Medine because he cost five million pounds. But when but Pilkington pops up with the yeah. winner, you're hoping that he's the man who comes on next game before Medine. That's just it's just it swings, mate. I would say opinions. I wouldn't be taking Kenneth Zaha off. You wouldn't? No, I wouldn't be taking Zaha off. When what? you're having to chase the game, you leave your number one goal scorer on the pitch. What about after he missed a sitter like he did at Villa? Oh, you know. Strikers miss sitters. I've said before, I go back to what I said at the start of the, the show, I I don't mind them missing, I mind them not getting in the positions, and, and Zahor twice gone into positions against Villa. Um, so I, I would have left Kenneth Zahor on that pitch. And if that means, look, against Wolves, he, he played the two of them, tried to go for it that way. Against Villa, he took Zahor off, no doubt, tired, and sent Medina on a bid to try and make But I thought, I, I thought Medine was ineffective and Zahor I would have just kept him on there personally I've no doubt but then Warnock obviously sees the stats he can see that Zahor's legs have gone whatever mm. you know who are we to doubt him mm. I've no doubt that Warnock will start the same front three against Norwich as Blakey says not panic don't change any. Don't change the winning formula mm. we will see right let's have another short break and let's preview the big game at Norwich got a question for Blakey tweet us at Cardiff City Live I don't think anyone predicted two defeats against Wolves and Villa in last week's boot room, but we did think it would be difficult for Cardiff, and now they face what is maybe a more difficult test, having lost two on the bounds at Carrow Road, where they haven't won since 2007. Nathan, are we still confident given the promising signs against Villa? I'm always confident. I'm confident. I'm not confident when we're not playing well, right? 
And for me, Wolves, like I said, they play a system which I don't think we've learned how to contend with when wide men start running out full-backs left, right and centre. I think that's a problem that they need to resolve regardless of who you're playing because if you do go up, you're going to come across that a lot more next season. So, again, understanding between the lads who know how to do it. But against Villa, I thought performance was very good. So I think going to Norwich, I'm confident of being able to get a result. I think it'll be hard. I think there'll be nerves. I think it'll be jittery. I think they'll dig deep. But I think they'll come out with when they when they have to. I think they'll get what they need to get out of that game. Yeah. I from think a, from a player's point of view, how do you deal with, as you, as you say, nerves, jitters after losing two on the bounds? How do you get that out of your mind before another big game that's coming so fast on the heels of this one? Well, that, that's the beauty of it, that you're able to rectify it, you know. Um, it's just this is another opportunity to put things right. Yeah, but it, I, I honestly think that what's happened to Cardiff is teams have worked out that if they play a rotation, and it's not even a major rotation, but where people go up against the full-backs and move their full-backs... Yeah, Paltier inside. Bennett was getting run inside a lot by um, Snodgrass. Snodgrass last night. It's no coincidence that that's come straight off the back of the Wolves game. Who did right? something similar? Because what happened is then Hoylet and Mendes Lang are starting from positions where it's not impossible to get behind the defence. So just from a so they're having to attack from deep. So they're running. And the first person they're coming against is the midfielder, not the fullback. Is that Cardiff being too man to man then, from a tactical point of view? Do they need to be more? It's very, very technical. Like I said, they need to be yeah, zonal. Yeah, it's not zonal. It's 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 communication and passing on. It, it is technical. You know what I mean? It yeah. is very technical. Like against Wolves, the one thing they shouldn't have done is let Cody have the ball. Wolves want to start everything through Cody. So. It, it's obvious if I'm Kenneth Zohor I do not stand on Bowley I start on Cody why? because I know I can just tell I don't know the lad but I can tell if you're a midfielder switch to a centre back you're going to be the playmaker and you're actually not loving the physical battle of things so I'm telling you what I'm going to do you can give it to Bowley all day all day roll it out to him but I'm going to play from Cody to Bowley, not from Bowley to Cody. So it's little margins, little things that they need to resolve, little issues, little understandings, game understanding, no. What will they do to counter Madison then at, at Norwich? Will they do something similar? Well, they, they need to work that out. Yeah. I mean, I need to see Madison where his true strength is and bloody, bloody, blah. Yes, he's a quality player. Is he better wide, better central? I don't know. I'd have to, that's what I'm saying. Unless I'm in the coaching team ready to go I'm not looking over every single attribute do you know what I mean yeah. and dissecting it and finding a way to to get on top of it and get get the win that's their job our job is to analyse after I'm going to come back to you for a concise prediction but let's go to Paul first have you got a prediction and a, an idea of how this one might pan out nope <laughs> right, that's not up. an acceptable answer I'm afraid I need a prediction from you I, I really do not know how it will pan out <laughs> one nil to the card. I really don't know how to pan out this one. I Why do you say one nil? Doug one nil. 
it'll be backs to the wall, everything. But it's it's usually when you're characters tested at this stage of the season and you know you have to go and do a job you know excuses are out the window now can't afford to lose any games or anything like that it's not 10 games to go it's 5 for some 4 so you have to go and win the game I believe Cardiff will go and win the game because they have to 1-0 I've got a horrible feeling it's going to be another draw another really tight one like you say Nath so I'm going to say 1-1 one, one. Okay. but it would be better than a loss wouldn't it and maybe maybe Fulham will slip up against Brentford Paul I think Fulham will slip up against Millwall final word with you Paul I really have no idea <laughs> I genuinely genuely have no idea mm. I can see Cardiff losing again I can see a 1-1 one, one like you or I can see a 2-1 hard for slugfest to Cardiff trench fight I really don't know which way it's going to go in a situation like that you probably are on the side of caution so I go 1-1 there we go I don't know if you predicted the same before Paul I'm not sure I'll allow that anyway thanks for all for your um, contributions today thanks for the loads of questions that you brought to us on social media as well you can keep doing that at Cardiff City Live and keep the faith as Blakey says Thanks all for listening. Remember, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or listen on Wales Online or Audio Boom. That's all for this week. Same time next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>